0: Hi guys, welcome back. Isabel and Max here.
1: And you're listening to the Truth of Youth podcast.
0: Before we get into the first episode of this new random question and answer series, we just wanted to once again thank everyone for their recent support and for keeping up with the show thus far.
1: Yeah, thank you guys so much. We're thrilled that you're enjoying our conversations and we want more of you guys to suggest your ideas and maybe have a few of you on the show soon.
0: If you want to contribute, don't hesitate to reach out through us to our Instagram at the Truth of Youth or shoot an email to the truth of youth podcast at gmail.com.
1: Also, if you haven't checked out last week's episode, give it a listen when you can. We talk with international student Jada Kimji about the stresses of the UK school system and some common and funny misconceptions foreigners have about Americans.
0: Today, we're starting a very exciting new series on our show that showcases the questions that you guys have for us as you've come to know us over these past few weeks. Max, ready to get started?
1: Yeah, Izzy, let's get right into it.
0: We've had the chance to interview a bunch of people on the show over the past few episodes. We wanted to give you guys the chance to sort of interview us. So we storied on our Instagram to ask us any anonymous questions that you might have. And let me just say
1: You guys delivered.
0: Yeah, you guys really did.
1: We were absolutely shocked by the insane number of questions that we received from our listeners. And I'll be completely honest with you guys, we haven't taken a look at the questions for the most part yet. So we don't really have a great idea of what to expect.
0: Our new Q&A series won't have the typical Three Truths of Today questions that we usually do because it's all about your questions. Max, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm kind of nervous to see what people ask. I mean, like, really nervous.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you, Izzy. But I think we should just do it. Let's just open the first one and just see what happens. And let's just try to get as raw as we possibly can as, you know, we aim to do every episode. Okay, uh, here goes. First question is, choose one word to describe yourself. A little basic, but okay.
0: Kind of like a middle school field trip icebreaker, if you know what I mean. But kind of a good question as well. I guess for me, I would say that I'm kind of a risk taker. I do a lot of things and go into a lot of things without not necessarily knowing how they're going to turn out. And I think that is just a good way to live your life because you shouldn't fear the unexpected. You should kind of embrace it.
1: I personally think the best word to describe me, and I'm sure a lot of my friends would agree, in fact, I'm pretty sure you would agree, these. I'm probably just stubborn. I mean, listen, it's like an innate part of my personality. It's not necessarily like I like to joke that it's not something I control because obviously I'm in control of like, you know what i say what i do and things like that but i just feel like i come off sometimes like a little bit aggressive or like uh condescending which isn't really true but you know i sometimes can be like very steadfast as i've talked about recently but yeah i i think stubborn is a very good word to describe me
0: listen it's good to sort of be stubborn sometimes you fight for what you want and you don't do things until you get your way and in some ways that's really important
1: yeah exactly it it, 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 for me it's like kind of like just a sense of practicality that's like kind of what it gives me if that makes any sense I don't really know how to explain it but yeah
0: um the next question is what got you started on doing the podcast slash why did you start the podcast um honestly like I ever since our most recent launch I've been getting this question a lot because I think that there's a lot of assumptions people have been making about why we actually started the podcast but i think the initial spark was in the beginning of quarantine everybody was watching all american and we all saw olivia she made the podcast she kind of killed it she was having so much fun with it and she bottled the equipment and it just looked really fun to just create something where you could talk and get your feelings out in a way And I also just always loved listening to some podcasts and like I felt like with all this time on my hands during virtual school, it would be a good way to just do something fun and productive and keep myself busy because we were all kind of going insane.
1: (laughs) And also, you know, something that I love about this is it's a passion project for me and Dizzy. All my friends know that I'm someone who really likes to rant about things. And although I don't think I'm completely informed about all topics. Like I like to converse with people about almost anything that has to do with current events and things of controversy and things like that. But I do feel like there's a few misconceptions about, you know, why we might want to do this. You know, some people be like, oh yeah, you're doing this just for college. But no, I really do think that this is a way for me to just express what I'm feeling. It's almost therapy. Yeah, it
0: is. It's definitely therapeutic. And I feel like something that takes this amount of time, like it's a lot of work to get the episodes together, come up with the ideas and help get people together in the episodes as well. And if we weren't genuinely passionate about it, I don't think that would, we would be doing it. So yeah, I've really been enjoying it so far and I'm excited to see what's to come.
1: The next question is what are your goals for high school? Name three with at least one unrelated to academics. Well, obviously, I have a ton of goals for high school. I'd say the number one is to, you know, just finish strong in terms of my grades and overall mental health. I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with having, you know, a good school life balance, being able to actually see your friends, things like that. Uh, So I think that's one of my goals, just finding that balance. Another thing is to just find what I want to do for the future. Obviously, I think that One has to be probably what I want to pursue in the future. I have a a bunch of ideas right now, but the two most important things in my life in terms of what I enjoy are science and art. But I know that varies for a lot of people. So I feel like that's important. And the third one is just, you know, just find out what I want in life in general. And obviously this answers what I'm talking about with at least one unrelated to academics, just find out what I want in things like a relationship or other things that I haven't explored yet, such as doing a podcast, things like that, trying new hobbies. That's something I hope to do in college, but also towards the end of high school, because I know that it's so important to try new things when you're in a familiar place, which you've been for a while.
0: Yeah, especially that last one, I feel like that takes a lifetime to answer. Like You'll never hundred. percent figure out who you are at the end of high school because there's so so much to do and learn about and grow and honestly like this is giving me some nostalgia to middle school where we had these student-led conferences I this may be kind of school specific but it was like your parents would come and you would explain everything that you've been doing in school so far as opposed to your teacher explaining it for you and you kind of a really big component of it was writing down your goals and creating these goals that were like Considered to be SMART. I think it was the acronym. It was like specific, manageable. I don't exactly remember what it stood for, but it was very like, but like, it was just very like, okay, you need to figure out this, 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 and this. And like, by the end of this, you should have accomplished this goal. And if you make it specific enough, you probably could. But I feel like a lot of goals in high school are not specific, kind of like what you were saying before, Max. And I guess my first goal would be just learning to work to the best of my ability and not anyone else's I think that's something that I struggle with a lot because it's so easy to compare yourself to someone else who's in the same classes as you or sits next to you or just does the same things as you and want to be better and it's hard to know that are you working to the best of your ability or to the best of being better than someone else getting high marks for me helps me know that I have been doing my best but at the same time If I studied really, really hard and I gotta be, like I can't change the past, but I know that at least I did something, you know? I guess another one of my goals is meeting new people. It's kind of crazy how at least in our district, we've been with majority of the same people since the beginning of middle school. So what is that, five years now? And I still feel like there's so many people that I've never had a conversation with, not out of like disregard just because our schedules didn't align or our friends don't really Interact in any way. So it's like, I definitely want to meet new people as I go through high school. And I guess the last one is kind of more of a lifetime goal. And it's just like figuring out the people and the things that make me the happiest. Like you were saying, kind of like, what do you really want in life? And Mm -hmm. that's definitely not a measurable goal because it takes a long time to figure out who you can really trust and who you want in your life and the things that you want to do in your life. So, yeah. I like this question, actually.
1: Izzy, do you want to say the next question?
0: Yeah. I actually think this one's kind of interesting. Is it okay to be friends with people that have very different interests and personalities than you? Do you have people like this in your life? Max?
1: Well, I like this question because I think, Izzy, you and I can relate to it like a lot in terms of you know what our social circles are like. you you guys don't know Izzy and I attend the same school and Izzy and I aren't necessarily in the same friend group. Yeah, we have mutual friends and things like that, but you know, the people who we hang out outside of school, it's not all necessarily the same, but I do have a lot of friends that have different interests and personalities, but in terms of my friend group who I socialize with, I'm not as friendly with everyone in my friend group as I am with people outside. Like Izzy and I both find a way to socialize in school and things like that. So I think it's very easy to make friends outside your friend group and outside your interests and things like that. I think bonding with people who aren't necessarily in your close circle is really important. And that's why I'm so glad I get to do this podcast with someone who's not in my friend group so that I don't have to, you know, always be able to relate to them or things like that.
0: Yeah. I've always heard, like, if you hang around five people that are super confident, you'll be the sixth. And like, in a way that's true but like and being that next person to be similar to the rest of your friend group so i totally see what you're saying with like how we're not necessarily in the same one but that is what makes this podcast so special and our conversations so interesting i think yeah um but i think like if you genuinely think about it like hanging out with people that are almost clones of you is not fun <laughs> and you won't learn anything new or exciting if you don't hang out with someone that's a little bit different in some ways than you and you can even if you don't play the same sport or do the same activity outside of school like you can still find a way to intertwine and I feel like everyone's like oh like how could I be friends with them we have nothing in common but like that can be really nice also so yeah
1: and another thing I just want to add is as you get older you get to socialize you know with girls get to socialize with boys more and boys get to socialize with girls more. And I feel like when you're being brought up, there's like that notion that, oh, you should really only be friends with the boys or you should really only be friends with the girls. Like, I'm glad that as I've gotten older that like gap has bridged a lot. And so being friends with as many girls as I am boys now is like, it, it's interesting to me. And it brings a lot More different ideas to the table, and I'm just glad that I've been able to, you know, be able to experience that as I've grown up. The next question is How competitive is the culture of high school and friend groups? Is it toxic sometimes?
0: Uh, well, yeah, it can be. I think that when we're surrounded by people that we're friends with and are similar to or different to, and just like being around them all the time, and you constantly by nature, I think we tend to compare ourselves to other people and comparison kind of initiates competition in a way because you want to just be a little bit better or a little bit smarter or a little bit, you know, like you always just want to be a little bit more than someone else. I think that's what comparison inspires, but your real friends would want the best for you and wouldn't want you to compete with them or be like jealous of them. Like they would want to have a good, healthy relationship? And I think people that constantly compete with you or are jealous of you, like it could be really hard to maintain that sort of friendship or friend group.
1: Yeah, I definitely think it can be toxic at certain times. I've had a good experience with my friends. You know, when I was going into middle school, it was really hard for me to find my group and I eventually did. And just for the people in middle school who are listening to this right now, like you will find your group. And I hope we can do an episode on that in the future. But in terms of the academic competitiveness of high school, I think it is very, very, very toxic, especially Mm in my school. I mean, I have friends from other schools, other states, things like that, who talk about school like it's nothing and I always am like oh really like it's not competitive at your school at all like no one really talks about that stuff and they'll be like no not really it's not really that big of a deal to me and you know that's something that I kind of wish I had a little bit more of and my school I just feel like is toxic in terms of what is expected in terms of testing things like that And I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, I like being ambitious in terms of my goals for my learning and things like that. But I think it can be toxic sometimes. And again, mentally taxing, things like that, finding that balance, it's very important.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you go, if you live in a district where you ask anyone like what their future looks like or what they're planning to do in the future and everybody around you seems so motivated and driven and striving to be a doctor or a lawyer or just something like so big and important, you know what I mean? And like you feel the need to sort of push yourself as well. And yeah, that can be really emotionally taxing. The next question I think is such an asked one in general in Q&As as well because it's very natural and it happens. And the question is, do a lot of people drift apart?
1: Well, I would say that, yes, especially in high school, people do. And I've experienced this firsthand, and I know a lot of my friends have too. Some of my friends have had best friends completely cut off from them in a year. It is very, very different for a lot of people in terms of who they dissociate with over the years. But everyone changes in high school, I feel like, and people don't talk about it that much everyone does find their group, which is a really good thing. And I know not everyone is super happy with their group, but I'm glad that I've found a good group who I associate with, even if it's not necessarily cohesive all the time. But yeah, people do drift apart, but that's okay.
0: Well, I definitely experienced this. I mean, I've circled through so many different friends, sometimes where I genuinely felt like I was having the time of my life with them and I really enjoyed being around them and they were people that made me happy. And then over time they started to change and how important their friendship was to me changed as well, just as a result of them morphing into someone else, I guess. And that's very, very natural and very, very common. And I don't think that you should go in with the mentality like, Oh, if I have to find all these friends and stick with them all of high school and middle school, because Or else I'll be lost. And no, I know that so many people go through that. And it's very normal. And just keeping an open mind and knowing that every person that has come into your life, whether you are still friends with them or not, came in for a specific purpose, probably taught you something important, whether it be good or bad or whatever it may be. They definitely made an impact on you. And living with that mentality has really helped me, especially in the past with friends that have drifted.
1: And that's a lesson that takes years to learn, I feel like. And I feel like that leads us into the next question that was asked, which is Does it matter how many friends you have? I personally don't think I have an insanely big friend group because if that's just my personality. I don't really like to have a huge group of friends or a huge group of people around me. I'm one of those types of people who, if I'm gonna have people over, it's not gonna be 20 people, it'll be like, you know, like five or six. And to me, having a more concentrated group of friends keeps you closer. And I'm not saying that people who are friends with everyone, who I have a lot of friends who are like that, is bad. I'm just saying that I think it depends on the type of person you are. And if you're not the type of person who likes to have a ton of friends, that's okay. Having a few friends that you can always go to is super important. And they don't all have to be in the same friend group either. I can go to people who aren't in my friend group at all, and I can just confide in them about everything. And having those people is really important. But overall, it's finding those people that is the most important thing. And it doesn't really matter the number. I think it's, again, quality over quantity.
0: Yeah, I was actually just thinking that um, phrase. But I don't think that a specific number of friends makes you superior or inferior to anyone. If you have more or less, it doesn't make you any better or worse. But- I find it infinitely more valuable to find people that you can connect with on an emotional level, whether it be one person, two people, or five or six, if you can find so many. Because honestly, it's hard and it takes a lot of time. And I've been in situations where I've like been to hangouts with like a bunch of people and not really felt close to any of them. And I would so much rather be in like a smaller, more intimate circle with people and just really get to know them and feel good around them and not have to worry about acting or being a certain way.
1: One thing I would say is that if you have only like a few friends in high school, especially if you're not in high school, but even if you are in high school right now, like branching out is really important. It was really hard for me when I was like going into middle school to branch out to people, especially to the people who I've grown up with, but never really went to elementary school with. And still, even in high school, I struggle with that. But branching out to people, even if you don't necessarily have the same interests, is important. And just thinking about that all the time. And this is something my mom has encouraged me to do a lot, is really important. Even if you're introverted like me, it's okay if you don't like everyone. I don't like everyone. I could say that right now. I don't necessarily have the most positive outlook on every single person every time I meet someone. The first time. I feel like every single time I meet someone, even the smallest interaction can give me a little bit of, of a sense of what they're like. And just having a good instinct, I think, is important. But, you know, branching out overall, very important. Keep it in mind. And even if you're not the person who likes to branch out, still do it because it will be worth it for the future.
0: Wow, there's so many questions about friends on here, and they're all in such close proximity. This one is How can you spot a fake friend, and what makes someone fake? So, I think a good number of people have had their share of fake friends. And I guess that really means like just people using you or manipulating you for the wrong reason and not actually caring about your emotional well being or making an effort to really be there for you I guess some of the things that I've seen as fake are just the timing of when people start talking to you I think that's a big one like for example someone could have like a gathering or a party and you hosted it and like all of a sudden these random people start texting you like oh my god like how have you been and you're like wait I never talked to you before like this is not you're not there to hang out with me you're there to hang out with and just be at a gathering. You know what I mean? Like things like that. The timing of when people are suddenly interested in your life. <laughs> what about you, Max? What Any th- big red flags of a fake friend, I guess?
1: Well, I've had my fair share with fake friends, but I would say the best way to spot a fake friend is how much they reciprocate in terms of texting and communicating with you. I, I would just say that the amount of communication you put in is how much they should put on. And, you know, even if they're bad at communication, it should, you know, be somewhat of an effort to stay connected all the time. You need yeah. a balance between friends. Like, there should be an open line of communication between you both. And asking for too many favors, which I've had friends who have done that, is really annoying. And if you can't call them out on that, like, I just, like, question, like, oh, is that person really your friend sometimes? Like, that's literally what I questioned. So I don't know. I mean, that's just what I think, but yeah. The next question is, what is the best TV show slash movie you watched in 2019? The best TV show I think I watched was Watchmen on HBO or Euphoria on HBO. Definitely my favorite ones last year. I think that Watchmen was so good because it explored themes of race really well. And also Watchmen's one of my favorite comic books ever, although I'm not a huge comic book fan, but still, it's just a very good way of telling a story about racial issues all throughout America and how they're still deep rooted. And I liked Euphoria just because, not, not because it was realistic in any way, which I don't necessarily think it was, but I think that the cast was very diverse and also it brought a lot of new things to the table in terms of what is seen as normal in a high school and things like that. One of my favorite characters on the show, who's played by Hunter Schafer, she still is a model. She's transgender and I love her <laughs> because I think her character is really, really good. And I think finally seeing someone who is trans on a huge television show, uh, played by a trans person as well, is really important. But yeah, that's probably my two favorite shows. I highly recommend them. I think I'm gonna watch The Night Of in the next few days. I'm gonna start that limited series on HBO. What about you, Izzy?
0: Well, kind of our podcast muse, I guess in 2019, All American came out and that was a really like just entertaining, good teen drama. I enjoyed watching it. It's a teen drama. How could you not like a teen drama? (laughs) Another thing I, by the way, if you haven't already, go check out our recent episode with Jada Kimji, who is a student from the UK. When I was in the UK last summer, I discovered the infamous Love Island and I watched the UK version and it had me in tears. Like, I was hysterical watching it. And then the US came out with a version and it was just so entertaining. And I, like, won't forget watching that last summer.
1: (laughs) I kind of still have to watch that because I just heard... I'm not a huge fan of, like, things like The Bachelor and stuff, but I've heard Love Island is insane, so... It's
0: really funny. The next question, I think, is... I'm so happy somebody asked this because... I think that it's one of the things that people are too scared to talk about or just like try to play off like it doesn't exist. And it's just the idea of like hookup culture. Is it as bad as it looks? Max, what are your thoughts?
1: Hookup culture is something that has played a bigger role in my life as the years have gone by. I don't think it's that big right now in my life just because, you know, hookup culture becomes a lot less formal as you like age and things like that with apps like tinder and stuff like that but you know i feel like there's definitely a lot of pressure we talked about this in our episode uh the truth of the roughs of romance episode three a few weeks ago so definitely check that out if you want to hear more but i don't think hooking up is a bad thing at all i mean it's fun things like that but i'm just saying there is a lot of pressure to do things and i feel like friends are sometimes very annoying about things in terms of what your relationship with another person should be like. They kind of force you into doing things and that's kind of going back to the fake friends question. That kind of plays a role in that too because I've definitely had experiences with that. What do you think, Izzy?
0: It's definitely been a bigger role in high school. I've definitely seen it a lot. There's definitely a lot of pressure by other people to randomly hook up with someone at some point random event and I think that if somebody feels good about doing it and they feel comfortable doing it then they should and do what makes them happy I don't think that it should be frowned upon I think it's fine and it's all good fun and it doesn't really matter that much in the long run but if you're not comfortable with doing something and people are pressuring you to do it don't feel the need to do it way easier said than done even if it feels like everyone around you is doing it you don't necessarily have to it definitely exists I'm not gonna lie it definitely exists Parents are like, what does that mean? And I'm just like, no, it's real. I
1: just don't let it get to you. I'm mean, Do what you want and just have fun. It's not supposed to be a bad thing. That's just like what I thought when I was like, you know, in middle school and things like that.
0: Also, if you haven't hooked up with anyone, no matter what age you are or stage in your life, because you're just not someone that appreciates something as casual as that, like don't worry. I don't think that makes you weird or just not normal in any way. Like you have the liberty to do whatever you want. And if you don't feel comfortable doing something like that, even if everyone around you has done it, don't feel embarrassed or ashamed because it's okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 100%.
0: The next question is something that I think you need a really long time to answer. What does love mean for you?
1: I don't know because I've never been in love. That's all. Yeah,
0: I don't really know either honestly. But I think hopefully I'll figure it out eventually. <laughs>
1: now, next question. In your opinion, should we go back to school? What are the precautions we should take? I know Izzy pays a false sport. Are you comfortable with an environment with potential COVID-19 exposure?
0: Well, technically, I feel like even going outside is a risk to exposure of it. So I think we're past that potential COVID exposure phase. At least in March, we were not. Like everybody was stuck inside and really paranoid and really scared. And so was I, honestly. Um, so I'm past that point where it's like, are you comfortable with exposure? What precautions do we need to take? I think there's we don't really have a lot of say in that as students, which I think is kind of unfair in some ways because we are the people that are going to be learning and i don't think that some of the teachers have say in it either and they're the ones that are going to be probably in masks all day just teaching i i can't that just seems so unbearable honestly but i think like there's no right answer <laughs> what do you think
1: i mean in terms of sports i have no idea i mean yeah I hockey really in the winter and that's a very high contact sport so right now i don't think it's gonna happen but
0: sports is like I do cross country in the fall. So yeah, I can go for a run and I could practice it. But then what about the meets where there's like 50 other schools there and you don't know where they went. And you know what I mean? Like the actual games and practices in interacting with other people in other places, that is the concern, I think.
1: What is the weirdest, funniest catchphrase you and your friends do?
0: So a big thing that my friends and I say a lot is the word meep. M-E-E-P. And I say it at home a lot too and everybody looks at me like I'm insane. It basically means like, that sucks or, ugh. Oh my god, there's school tomorrow. Meep. You know, it's just kind of like one of those things that is such a go-to word for me. Another thing that me and my friends say is like, call something or someone a meme. Like, that just kind of means that they're like kind of funny and kind of acting like a loon. (laughs) And I've probably the most common one that I do is like, I mentioned this in the last episode, how me and my friends will randomly burst into Australian accents. I'll just be like, nor, like, (laughs) instead of like, no. (laughs) And it's just so funny. What about you?
1: (laughs) I mean, I can't really think of any off the top of my head that I say all the time. But I always say to you, is he like, rip in the chat, like when something like doesn't go our way? Um, but things like that. There's a few. Some maybe I can't say on here. Um,
0: (laughs) Do you think having a curfew as a teenager is needed? Ooh, good question. What do you think?
1: Well, I think it depends on the time of year. I'll be completely honest with you. Like it's summer right now and I am not in my town. I am down at the beach, and I think that the curfew should be later for sure, but not staying up till 3 a.m. every night, things like that. I do think a curfew is needed. I think it really depends on the situation, honestly. It's not, it's not really something that crosses my mind all the time. I'm not a parent, but...
0: I think the answer depends on the type of relationship you have with your parents. If your parents can trust you and know that in 99% of the time you make the right choice and you act in the right way and you're just being very responsible, I think that a strict curfew like, oh, be home by 10 o'clock or go to bed by... like You'll want to be home by that time and you'll want to be asleep by a certain time if you're just being responsible and on your toes. But if you're someone that has broken their trust or acted irrational or irresponsible in the past, I think it's more likely that a parent would want to curb that and enforce some sort of rule about a curfew, maybe. I don't know. I'm not a parent either.
1: (laughs) With some uncertainty around the format and future of education, what would you do if you're not attending college? What possibilities does it create or take away?
0: Well, it's kind of crazy to me because everybody around me makes it seem like, okay, so after you finish high school, like you're going to college and then you'll do your profession. And it's like, it's just always been this trajectory, but I feel like there's so much uncertainty about spots in colleges and how everything will work. And nobody knows the answer to that right now. It's too early to tell, but The idea of not attending college is something that I think a lot of people, at least for maybe like a semester or a year, might come across. I would probably want to travel if that would be open in any way. I love traveling. I know, Max, you do too. It's just something that gives you so much knowledge without a textbook and a piece of paper. It's actually living and experiencing something. So I love that. Being able to spend time with my family, pursue my own passions, you know. Not attending school right now helped us create the podcast. So, who knows what maybe taking a gap year or semester, if I was in a certain situation to, would create for me.
1: Yeah, I would just say I would travel, honestly. Like, I just love to travel, just see new places. That's what I would do if I took a gap year. And I'm not completely opposed to taking a gap year, but, you know, considering like what I might want to do in the future, I just don't think it's in the cards for me right now. Yeah, that's all I have to say.
0: <laughs> the next question is. Which form of social media do you think has the greatest influence on you and why? TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. It used to be probably Instagram just because of like following people and seeing their posts. And But I think TikTok is just like super, it's kind of scary influential. Like it's like there's certain algorithms, they they know exactly what you're talking about. Like I'll finish an episode of Gossip Girl and then I'll go onto my TikTok and every single one is about Gossip Girl and who's irrelevant and who's not. And I'm like, stop, like this is scary. Are they going to, I've been seeing a lot of trends that they're going to ban it. Is that true?
1: Well, I think it might be because TikTok knows me better than I know myself myself. I low key like don't want it to get banned, but like I low key do because it's so bad for my It's
0: myself. so toxic. It's it really is, but it's too addicting and it's kind of bad and it's kind of funny at the same time. It, it's a roller coaster of emotions when it comes to TikTok.
1: Next one is this is kind of random. Do you like Cardi B? I would say I, I've i known about Cardi B for a while. I'm not like a Stan. Izzy will joke that I was at one point but
0: you definitely were but okay. it's hard.
1: Anyway, I like Cardi B's old stuff better than her new stuff. And that's like yeah. a very underrated opinion. I feel like
0: I like her. The whole like I like it phase, like it was, it was, it was a good time for sure.
1: I'm talking about like her like 2016 stuff, like it her mixtape, Bronx mixtape. Oh tape.
0: yeah. See, I didn't listen to those. Oh,
1: she's see. Okay.
0: She's she she's an interesting personality, but I I can't say that I love her. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The next question is an, again very random. How do you feel about Karens?
1: I can't answer this question for sure. I was in a line with my parents last night with masks, six feet apart, all of the above outside, and pretty much this guy in front of us. Like my dad was conversing with me, and my mom, and like he like moved like one foot like in front to make like you know the six feet barrier like five feet. First of all, if you have a mask on and you're outside. You don't need to be six feet apart. Masks are for violation of social distancing situations, and people don't know that. So my dad, like, stepped, like, I don't know, one foot forward, and he's like, can you stop? Like, you need to stop. Like, stop now. Like, he was, like, saying, like, all this stuff to us, and we were like, what do we do? Like, what what, what happened? My dad was like you need to calm down and he was like what what did you say like he was like going insane on my dad and so i was like oh my god oh my god karen 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 alert if you guys don't know what karens are is he how would you describe a karen
0: I guess it's just like the extreme of someone that's really overprotective and just kind of like nosy and in everybody's business and worrying and taking charge of things that they don't necessarily need to take charge of but I honestly feel bad that like it's like associated with the name Karen because I know so many like nice Karens that aren't the new definition of Karen. I, I honestly don't know how this like started but like it's very trending recently, like, oh my God, she's being such a Karen.
1: I just think it's <laughs> funny. Like honestly. It, it is
0: kind of funny. But like then again, like how do all the Karen's feel? Calm I, know, down. I know. <laughs> if your name's Karen and you're listening to this, we stand. We we love you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Next question is would you ever want to live in Europe or outside of the US? Yes, for sure. I definitely Aww. In college, want to go abroad 100% for a semester. I don't know where, but in the few times that I've been to Europe and other places, like I went to Australia this past winter, uh, I definitely love to travel and I definitely want to, you know, see more of the world. So 100%. I don't know if permanently I would live there, but it's definitely not off the table. I would totally want to look into that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Maybe not like all my life and settle down somewhere in Europe or another country, but. Definitely to experience the life for a little bit, maybe learn a new language there or learn about their culture or eat really good food because I love travel and I feel like it would be so awesome. It wouldn't be a vacation, but like me actually staying there. Wow, we're like kind of coming to the end, aren't we? Okay. What is it like growing up with a younger sibling?
1: Well, I would say that it's a little difficult sometimes because you almost have to take charge. In high school, I think it's really difficult because- if you have an older sibling like that's someone you can always go to and that's like something that I envy for my friends who do have older siblings and people who do have older siblings do not see that at all and I just wish people more people saw that but But. also you know it's nice because I feel like I can relate to my parents more than my younger sibling can and Izzy I know you can relate because you also have a younger sibling what do you think?
0: Yeah, it's not easy having a younger sibling sometimes because you want what's best for them, but you also want them to learn how to make mistakes and experience the things that maybe you didn't experience or experience something that you experienced in a different way. Wow, I say experience a lot, but I hope you know what I'm saying. You want to let them go through life as they should, just like you did when you were their age. Oh my God, that's a classic. I'll be like, when I was his age, like I was able to do this. And they're like, but he's young. Like, no, no does that happen to you
1: yes are you kidding me that is
0: probably the number one like he's still he's still growing and learning i'm like are you kidding me anyway so honestly Max, that was like quite the range of questions and it was like an emotional roller coaster i mean some of them were super deep some of them were really funny some of them were super random and some of them i really had to think about
1: (laughs) i definitely feel that izzy but I really like today's episode and I, so yeah, I hope that we can do this more in the future. And I'm so glad that we received so many question submissions.
0: Well, with that being said, I think that is everything we had for today's episode. If you sent in questions, thank you so much for participating because it was just a really fun episode. Let us know if you would be, I mean, we want to do a series. So if you want specific Q and a episodes, maybe about a specific topic, whether it be like school or friends or relationships, anything like that, let us know. And in addition, you should definitely check out our last six episodes because you do not want to miss them. They were so fun to make and talk about.
1: If you guys want access to some more behind the scenes type of stuff, make sure you guys check us out on our Instagram and Twitter pages at the truth of you. On these pages, we're hosting polls about potential topics that we cover in the future, as well as leaving some Q&A boxes for you guys to ask us questions for episodes like these in the future. Our next episode might be a little bit of a switch up from the usual. So please stay tuned and go follow us on those social media accounts. If you have any additional inquiries, comments, questions, or anything else, please don't hesitate to reach out to our email or social media, which are linked below. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next Friday for a very cool new episode.